You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. I'm drawn to a particular subject, which I think maybe, maybe I'll share that with you. <laughs> we'll see. Um, it's very important for us to understand that the life we are living is not a normal life. When I say it's not a normal life, you don't compare yourself to other people. Do you understand? If you are going to fulfill your destiny, if you are going to fulfill that which God has um, ordained you for, stop looking at people. Stop looking at people. Just look up to God. Okay? Look up to God and follow Him. Follow Him. Many times we get distracted because we're looking at people. Looking at people, and you, you don't know God's plan for them. Did God tell you? If you look at other people's lives, what happens to yours? That means you ignore yours because you are focusing on other people. So you must stop that. Amen? And the enemy has a way of keeping you busy with other people's lives so that he can have his way in your life. There are many strategies that he's employing successfully against God's people. And our eyes need to be open to how the enemy operates. Why? <laughs> because he's scared of you, in case you don't know. So the best thing is to keep you busy with other things so that you don't <laughs> deal with him. Because he knows that if you, if, you, if you are focused, it's more difficult for him to get you. And obviously, it's more difficult for him to trick you. He is a master at his game. But I believe that by the grace of God, by the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and by the spirit of revelation, <laughs> we are going to get him. We're going to get him. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, this morning I was praying. The Lord was just giving me some, some keys. And I believe that with time, we will look at some of those things. Because we are going to give him a hard time. Amen? Amen? But I, I want to bring to your attention something that, uh, that is strong in my heart. And that is... Uh, I want to call it spiritual trading. Okay? Spiritual trading. So, as it is, you might not realize, but there is a lot of trading going on. <laughs> Concerning your life. There's a lot of business going on in the spirit. 
How many people do business here? Yeah. Okay? Yeah, you do business, right? Yeah. But I want you to see something. That in the spirit, Satan is busy. He's got, he's got a business agenda, which he is uh, he's really busy with. And interestingly, it is, um, it is actually yielding some dividends. <laughs> and it has to do with the souls of men. It has to do with the destiny of men. It has to do with that which God has ordained for you. It has to do with your inheritance. So, we need to know when we are doing business with Him. Because sometimes we do business with Him without knowing. Right? The Bible says in, uh, I think, is it Hosea chapter, is it 4 verse 6, where it says, my, my, people are, my people perish for lack of knowledge. For lack of knowledge. If you don't know something, you are at risk. All right? So, in law, they say ignorance is no defense. Is that not so? You cannot go to court. They say, why do you do this? You say, I didn't know it was wrong. No, no, no. That does not exonerate you. You have a responsibility to know the law. Correct? Yeah. So you will be penalized for your ignorance. Even though you violated the law without knowing, you are going to be punished. Right? So you, if you follow the media, you'll find that there are some things some people are suffering now because they did some things, presumably because of ignorance. <laughs> they didn't know the consequences of what they, would, they, they were doing. Am I correct? And they are feeding the media with a lot of content. And I'm sure... they. The media, uh, enjoy, it's Christmas for the media now. Early Christmas. <laughs> Early Christmas, they have a lot of content. You know, sometimes journalists struggle to get information. Is that not so? Sungeni? Isn't it? Yeah. But now, it's just coming. Come on. It's just coming, no sweat. You just wake up in the morning and boom, it's there. Ready made. <laughs> oh my. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. All right? He says, because you have rejected knowledge, I also will reject you from being priests for me. Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I also will forget your children. Hectic. <laughs> so this knowledge issue is important. It's important. In Isaiah, he says, my people have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. They've gone into captivity. In other words, there are people who have gone to volunteer themselves 
to the enemy without knowing. Without knowing. So they're trying to fight the enemy. Last week we were talking about fighting from a higher position. So they remain at dust level and they're trying to fight. Of course, we know the end result. They're defeated already before starting. Amen? Yeah. So, look at what it says in Isaiah chapter 5 verse 13. It says, Therefore, my people have gone into captivity. Why? Because they have no knowledge. Right? Their honorable men are famished. And their multitude dried up with thirst. <laughs> their honorable men. That is their, their dignitaries. That means their rulers. They're not escaping. Why? Because they have no knowledge. So that's why sometimes I make statements like, Ignorance is expensive. All right? Do you know that? Ignorance is expensive. Christians don't like to read. You, know, you notice that? Come on. Yeah, you beg them. Oh, this is, this is on special, half price. Uh, they just walk past you. Huh? But give them a burger or something or a steak. They're ready to pay anything for it. They're ready to pay anything for it. Come on, yeah. <laughs> yes. But they don't know the cost of ignorance. They don't realize how expensive ignorance is. Do you know that there are people who have died who should be alive? Huh? Yeah, who should be alive. Why? Because they are ignorant. Yeah, if you speak to Doc, he will tell you that there are some people who maybe, if they just eat the right thing and have the right lifestyle, they will still be alive. Correct? If they just did their tests, simple tests, go for a checkup, Right? They will just discover, oh, no, you have this. You need to start doing this. Oh, no, no, I'm living by faith. I don't want to test anything. Because if I go there, they will tell me what is not there. That's a mindset some people have. In fact, somebody told me that. Say, no, 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 I don't want to do this. You know, when you go there now, they'll just make up a story. They'll find something. So, what they are saying is they prefer ignorance, okay? They prefer to live in denial rather than face reality, rather than face the brutal facts concerning their situation. So, just tell me what I want to hear. Don't tell me. I know, yes, there are other things, but listen, I want to be positive, so I say, why don't you, why don't you go to the doctor, let them check you, so that even if you are walking by faith, you know how to appropriate your faith. 
Yeah, know your demons. <laughs> yeah, hallelujah. So that is why there are Christians today who they don't come, they are not regular in church, all right? They don't even try to catch up. Do you understand what I'm saying? They, they're, just, they're just floating. And they expect that things will just flourish. <laughs> yeah, you'd be surprised because something you don't know might be killing you. Yeah, something you don't know might be killing you. And that's why you need to do all you can to be spiritually informed. You need to be spiritually informed so that you don't go into captivity. Yeah. Late Miles Monroe said, if you want to hide something from a black man, put it in a book because he won't read it. Please don't fulfill that. How many people will start reading from now? <laughs> Repent. Go to Proverb Bookshop. <laughs> go get something to read. If you don't know what to read, just come ask. Do you recommend? What do you recommend? Yeah. Oh, no. I, I just like videos. <laughs> yeah? I was telling somebody, I was recommending a book to somebody. And the person said, no, but uh, Pastor, why, 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 why do we have to read? Nowadays we have, everything is in DVD. You th I said, that's what you think. Everything is not in DVD. In DVD they put just a little. It's like you, instead of reading a book, you say, oh, I'll just watch the movie. But by the time you read the book and you watch the movie, you will see that there is a big difference. Yeah. So, spiritually, there are many people that are suffering. There are many things we are going through right now because of what we don't know. Somebody once said that uh, the mountain before you is your ignorance. So you are fasting, I cast out this, this, this demon, or, that demon is a demon of ignorance. So when you deal with that ignorance, you find that the demon is, has vanished. So there are some demons of ignorance. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now there are real demons, okay, who will, who, can, who will fight you, but there are some that are just your ignorance. There are real mountains, but there are some that are ignorance. So, make up your mind today to be informed. Okay? Will you do that? Yes. So, let's look at a few, a few ways that the enemy does business with us without us knowing. <laughs> In fact, let's start from uh, Ezekiel 28. In Ezekiel 28, one of the things that is said about him, talking about Lucifer from verse 14, he says, 
You were the anointed cherub. Okay? Who covers? I establish you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of fiery stones. You were perfect in your ways. From the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. Notice that. Till what? Iniquity was found in you. You were perfect until something happened to you. All right? Iniquity was found in you. It says, by the abundance of your what? Trading. Okay? By the abundance of your trading, you became filled with violence within and you sinned. Huh? So, there is some kind of trading that took place that transformed him. Alright? That transformed him into Satan. He started as Lucifer. God created Lucifer. God never created Satan. Sometimes I hear people say, oh, God made the devil. No, no, no. God never made the devil. God made Lucifer. God made an angel. He made an angel, but that angel was involved in some kind of trading that transformed him. Hallelujah. Yeah, he was involved in some kind of trading that transformed him and made him violent. Okay? (laughs) He became violent because of the trade that he involved himself with. And look at what the Bible says. It says, uh, Therefore, I cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain of God, and I destroyed you, O covering cherub, from the midst of the fiery stones. So, because of his trading, he was transformed. So trading can transform you. Spiritual trading has a way of changing people. It has a way of changing people. Now, look at verse 17. It says, your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. Can you see that? I mean, he was, Lucifer was the most beautiful creature God has ever made. And he became proud. He began, his heart was lifted up. He did some transactions. All right? He involved himself in some illegal transactions, even in heaven. So illegal transactions didn't start here. Illegal trading didn't start here. It started up there. Okay? It started up there. And uh, he became corrupt. His wisdom was corrupted. God made him wise. He was wise. But he... His wisdom was corrupted. And because of that, he was cast to the ground. 
He says, I laid you before kings that they might gaze at you. Hallelujah. How many kings do we have here? Come on. Yes. God is putting him down. And you will gaze at him. Yes. Yes, yes. We will gaze at him. But then look, look at the, the next verse, verse 18. He says, You defiled your sanctuaries by the multitude of your iniquities. By the iniquity of your trading. Can you see that? Therefore I brought fire from your midst. It devoured you. And I turned you to ashes upon the earth. In the sight of all who saw you. All who knew you among the peoples are astonished. You have become a horror. And you shall be no more forever. <laughs> spiritual trading. <laughs> no, spiritual trading is not like what you trade on the JSC. <laughs> yeah. But there are things. Spiritual trading takes place in the heart. Hallelujah. It takes place in the heart. So what you allow to happen in your heart will determine who you are trading with. So if we are going to defeat the enemy, we must be aware of these things. Why? So that the enemy does not take advantage of our ignorance. Amen? Okay, so let's drive it home. Let's bring it closer home, right? Jesus makes a statement in the book of Revelation. Let's read that and then we'll look at one or two other scriptures. In the book of Revelation, a few times Jesus made certain statements, all right? For example, he said, um, he was talking to the, the church in Teatira. He made a statement in verse 25. He says, but hold fast to what you have till I come. All right? So in other words, there are things that God has given you. Correct? Do you know that everybody has something that God has given him? There's nobody that is totally bankrupt unless you have traded your whatever it is God has given to you. Yeah. But if you have not traded what God has given to you, you are not bankrupt. Okay? You are not broke. Hello? Yeah, you are not broke because there is still something that you have that can generate some things. Do you believe that? Yeah. But if care is not taken, you will trade that which you have because you don't know the value of what you have. You don't know the value of what you have. And there is somebody that knows the value of what you have. 
And you find that a lot of times in, 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 in business where you, you, you are trying to sell something. How many people have, have tried to sell something valuable? You are trying to raise some cash, right? You have this thing that is valuable, and then you go to some people and you say, please, can you give me some money for this? Right? And say, if that thing were worth, let's say, 10000 and you took it there, try Try it one day. Go to cash converters. Huh? Oh, cash crusaders. Or one of those, those places. Go to them and say, I have this to sell. It's worth 10,000 rands. And wait for them to give you 10,000. Huh? If they give you 2,000, you are blessed. I'm telling you. Yeah? Am I correct? Yes. Yeah, that's trading. That's trading. Spiritually, that's what some people are doing. That's what, that's what the enemy is doing with some people. Look, look, look at Esau. Look at Esau. He traded his birthright for what? A bull. A bull for God's sake. Something that can never be bought. You will not find, you will never get to a shop where you can find a birthright for sale. Amen? But do you know that Satan is busy trading and is getting birthrights from people? And they don't even know. They think, ah, oh, no, I'm so hungry. Let me just eat now before I die. You can never die because you miss a meal. In fact, if you, eat, if you don't eat for one day, you won't die. It takes a while before starvation kicks in. Amen? And besides, the guy already had food. He went to hunt and he caught something. It's just to cook it. To take time, cook it. At most, let's say because there's no technology to light, you know, just like that and use a gas stove or whatever. Let's say four hours. The guy says, I will die in four hours. I will die. So because of that mindset, what he had, he could not hold fast. So what the enemy is doing is that he's putting pressure on people so that, and he puts a, a strong sense of urgency that will blind them to the true value of what they have. And he trades it. He tricks them and shortchanges them. And that's what is happening to many people today. Hallelujah. Hold fast. To that which you have. Huh? Look at what he says in chapter 3 verse 11. Same, similar statement. He says, behold, I'm coming quickly. Hold fast to what you have. Come on. Just turn to someone and say, you have something. Hold fast to it. Yeah. Jesus said you need to hold fast to it. Hold fast to it. Why? He says that no one 
take your what? Your crown. That no one take your crown. That means you have a crown, but you didn't know you had a crown. Huh? So, but there is somebody that knows you have a crown, knows the true value of your crown. So, he will try to introduce to you something that will make you to trade your crown. <laughs> yeah, at least. One, one thing, one rest, I, I respect the devil because he knows how to trade. He is good at his business. For him to convince Adam huh? to, to trade his entire generations for a meal. Ah. Give him credit. One meal. <laughs> one fruit. For one fruit. Huh? All of us. Ah, this guy is good. For one fruit. Imagine somebody says to you, okay, I'll give you this food. You need to give me your wife, your children, your grandchildren. Huh? Your, your property, your future income, yeah, the future income of your children. Come on. Yeah, you need to will everything from now till the end of your generation for this meal. <laughs> wow, what a deal. Huh? It's happening today, I'm telling you. It's happening today, and I'll show you. It's happening. Say, Lord, open my eyes. <laughs> I don't want to be ignorant. <laughs> I don't want to lose my crown. I don't want to lose my inheritance. I don't want to lose my blessing. I don't want to lose my future. Amen. The Lord will help us. He will help us. Look at what it says in Lamentations chapter 5. We've shared this scripture before. Verse 16. It says, The crown has fallen from our head. Woe to us, for we have sinned. So sin is one of the, the things that the enemy uses to trade. Some people think that God is a joy killer. You know, he just doesn't want me to enjoy life. That's why. He's like, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do that. You don't know that your future is at stake. So that's why I say hold fast to what you have. Let's, he says, I'm coming quickly. I'm coming to reward you. That's what he says. Okay, I'm coming quickly. But hold fast. Right now you have, you already have it. But just be patient. I'm coming. I'm coming. Huh? It's like the person that says, Oh, well, you know, I'm just tired of waiting. I just want to get married to anybody. Anybody that comes, I'll just marry him. Hey. 
<laughs> Welcome to spiritual trading. Come on. Yeah, welcome. Because you will get more than you bargained for. Yes, you get it. I'm telling you. Over and over and over again, there are too many cases. Yeah. <laughs> no, God has let me down. God did not do this for me. He didn't come through to me. For, he said, I'm coming quickly. You say he's, he's not coming. <laughs> huh? <laughs> hey, God deliver us. May God help us. I want you to receive grace to wait. Hallelujah. You'll be highly rewarded. Okay, let me give you one example. <laughs> Let's look at Proverbs, and then maybe we will just round this up. I, I, I want you to understand the reality of spiritual trading. Hmm? Hmm. You know something about Solomon? There are things that Solomon said that you need to listen carefully. Because how many people know that Solomon was wise? The wisest man that ever lived. Okay? So not only did he have wisdom, but how many people know that he had some experience? <laughs> he had some experience to back what what he had to say. All right? So, not only did he have the, the authority of knowledge and the authority of wisdom, he also had the authority of experience in some areas. So, when he speaks concerning certain matters, you better listen. Am I correct? Yeah, that's why some people, we call some people authorities. Okay? Some people, you, 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 when, when somebody... When, when, when somebody comes out and makes a certain statement, you want to know, who is he? Why should we take what he's saying serious? Am I correct? Yeah, that's why you listen to your professors. Why? Because they are authorities in their field. Well, supposedly. Right? Although some, a lot of them are authorities, theoretical authorities. <laughs> But they are not practitioners. So, but Solomon was both theoretical and a practitioner. So that gave him a well-rounded, um, uh, what's the word? That puts him in a play in a position where he's able to advise you. Okay, so. Let's, let's look at one of the things that he said. He was talking to his children. Now, he had many wives. With 300 wives. I mean, that guy. If, if, if talking about women, I'm, I'm sure if, if you listen to... If Solomon says something about women, you better listen. Because with 300 of them, he got to know something. 
Correct? Yeah. And then 700 concubines. Now, I don't know how he did it, but he had, he knew something. Give him that credit. Okay? So, he now comes and he makes certain statements. And he's advising his children. Because obviously with 300 wives, he must have a lot of children, right? So, he's trying to advise his children. And that's how come he wrote the book of Proverbs. Okay? To advise them, to say, look, <laughs> my son, hey, <laughs> my child, you better listen to me. Okay? So, uh, let's look at, let's look at uh, which one should I give you? Which one should I give you? Hmm? I feel like asking you, but you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's look at chapter 5. Proverbs chapter 5, verse 1, it says, My son, pay attention to my wisdom. Lend your ear to my understanding. Okay? He's talking to his son here. Right? My son, hey, listen to me. He's talking to his son here. But I have news for you. It also applies to daughters. Okay? So, daughters can learn from the same thing. So, you don't look at that and say, oh, well, he's talking to his son, so I, I'm, I'm a... I'm, I'm a daughter, so I don't, I don't need to apply that. Hey, you better listen to what he's saying. All right? So, that you may preserve discre discretion and your lips may keep knowledge. For the lips of an immoral woman drip honey. Her mouth is smoother than oil. But in the end, she is bitter as wormwood. Sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. These are all trading. Yes? So in other words, what he's saying to his son is, if you open yourself to an immoral woman, you are trading your life. Hallelujah. Then he says, uh, her steps lay hold of hell. Hey, this trading is deep. That is, you are trading your salvation for a moment of pleasure. <laughs> hey. Okay. He says, lest you ponder her path of life, her ways are unstable. You do not know them. He's telling his son, you don't know. Listen, I'm talking as your father. Do you know the interesting thing is that by the end of the life of Solomon, everything was lost. He amassed so much, but women destroyed it. Come on. Yeah, your voice is getting... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. I thought you, you, you said you want to be informed. Huh? Or you want to be ignorant in this area. Yeah, you, you better not. He says, therefore hear me now, my children. Now, he's, he's talking to every one of us. Hallelujah. Because how many people know Solomon is a patriarch? 
Yes, and he has some advice for us. Hear me now, my children, and do not depart from the, uh, from the words of my mouth. Remove your way far from her, and do not go near the door of her house. Don't even go near the door. Uh, don't go near the door. Somebody came to me one day, Pastor, you know, God has sent me to go and evangelize prostitutes. And I said, my friend, do you know what you are asking for? Ah, don't even go near the door. You are a man, and God is calling you to evangelize prostitutes. Ah. Before you know it, you will trade your future. Yeah, I'm serious. And I don't even know what became of him. Why did he say that? Look at verse 9. Key verse. Trading. Somebody say trading. trading. Spiritual trading. Lest you give your honor to others. You are trading your honor. So if you trade your honor, what do you end up with? Dishonor. Dishonor. Do you know what is happening to our president? It's some trading. Some trading has taken place, I'm telling you. Sometimes I feel sorry for him because he doesn't know what to do, how to get out of this. But it happened through trading. Yeah. Some spiritual trading took place. And we need to pray for God to rescue him. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, now you mention his name. People don't want to hear. Is that honorable? I pray that God will deliver him. Hallelujah. Because some things he entered into ignorantly. Honestly. I am very sure he started with the right heart. I'm very sure that he had a heart for the people. Don't you think so? God would not have put him there if he didn't have the right heart. But some trading took place. Some trading took place. Hence, we are seeing what is happening now. But this one is because of his position that is made public. People are doing it every day and nobody is publicizing theirs. Hallelujah. <laughs> Spiritual trading is real. Okay? It says, lest you give your honor to others and what? Come on, let me hear you. Your years. If we pack it there now, and we begin to unpack this, this sentence, <laughs> there is a lot there. So your years to the cruel one. So all your years of hard work. Come on. Your years of labor. 
you have taken time to build an, a reputation over the years. You have taken time to build a name for yourself. You have taken time to build a family. Do you understand what I'm saying? You have taken time to build a career. You have taken time to build so much. You have taken time to build yourself spiritually. All of that is gone. It is happening. It's happening. So, when Jesus says, hold fast to that which you have, you better know what he's talking about. Amen? There's something you have that the enemy wants. There's something you have. There's something in you. There's something in your heart that the enemy wants. There's something in your soul that the enemy wants. There's something in your future that he wants. Come on. Yeah, there's something in your future. And he has seen it. He has seen it. He tried it with Jesus. Huh? He tried it with Jesus. When he tempted him, right? He knew what Jesus came for. Correct? He knew that Jesus had a great future. But guess what? <laughs> he tried to trade with him. The Bible says in Luke chapter 4, look at verse 9. I just want to read that. Um, He says, okay, no, verse 5. Verse 5, then the devil taking him up on a high mountain showed him all the what? Kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. Luke chapter 4, verse 5. He shows him, he shows Jesus all the kingdoms of the world. In other words, he showed him the he showed him human civilization right to the very end. That's from that day, showed him today, showed him the future, showed him tomorrow, all that man is going to achieve. Showed him. He said, look, all of this I'm going to give you. Somebody say trading. Yeah. You see, I'm going to give you all of this. Huh? I'm going to give you all of this. He showed him in one moment. That means, that is to tell you that it wasn't a physical experience that Jesus had. It was a spiritual experience. He took him up in the spirit and then opened up human civilization. And showed Jesus, he says, look, I'm going to give you all of this. And why, why did he say that? Verse 6, look at verse 6. He says in verse 6, he says, And the devil said to him, All this authority I will give you and their glory. Huh? He says, I'll give you. 
For this has been delivered to me, and I give it to whomever I wish. It was delivered to me through trading. I traded with Adam, and I got this. We can strike a deal now, and I will give it to you. Ha! Deal or no deal? No deal. Hallelujah. <laughs> no deal. Somebody say no deal. No deal with Satan. No deal with Satan. And look at what Jesus says in verse 7. Therefore, it, no, it, Jesus, uh, Satan says, sorry, if you will worship me, all will be yours. Can you see what took him out of heaven? He's still craving worship. He's still craving it. He still wants to be worshipped. And then the next verse, verse 8. Verse 8, And Jesus answered and said to him, Get behind me, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Hallelujah. Jesus was smart enough to see and know there's no deal here. I will not trade with him. Please, I beg you this morning, don't trade with Satan. Don't trade your future with him. Don't trade your years with him. Don't trade your honor with him. Do you understand? Don't trade your family with him for a moment of, of, of pleasure. There is always something that he has to offer. All right? So, can just be a moment of pleasure, but then everything is gone. Haven't you seen people? Haven't you seen people that you know, built up, built up, built up to a point where just one thing, they lose everything? Haven't you seen it? Yeah. Good example. Oscar. He was trading. Now he's in jail. And I'm sure he has repented. God has forgiven him. But it's gone. Sometimes it's not about whether you are forgiven or not. It's what you lose. Are you getting me? It is about what you lose. Destinies have gone. Destinies have gone. This guy, this was, this was a global icon in the making. But now, it's over. During the Olympics, I was saying to myself, oh, this guy would have brought us some gold medals. <laughs> huh? Come on. Yeah. But hey, people, the reason why I'm bringing this to your attention is because God wants to preserve you. God wants to use this to preserve you, to preserve your posterity, to preserve your years, to preserve your honor, to preserve your inheritance. Hallelujah. To preserve your soul. You're not going to mortgage your soul for something that is fleeting and passing. No, we're not going to do that. Hold fast to your crown. Let's stand up on our feet. Come on. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.